Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gab fest where in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, mm. identity, mm. culture, mm. what we like to read, and, and who we like to read. <laughs> Food for Thought, if you can dish it, we can take it, <laughs> mostly because we ain't got no gag reflex. Trudeau, Trudeau, ain't no lie, ain't no lie. I'm Tommy Pico, an indigenous American writer, so actually screenwriter, and <laughs> yes. hardest feminine American history. Uh, I'm Fran, I'm a writer, editor, and I will walk down the aisle to Dancing Queen by ABBA. Thank you. Duh. I am Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, human sobbing emoji, emoji, and I learned this month that everyone who wants to fuck me is apparently 18 to 22. Can some 30-year-olds please slide oh my into my god DMs, please don't pretend like you want any 30 year olds joe uh, okay and uh, this is dennis norris the second and i'm a reader writer former figure skater wannabe olympic figure skater and closet <laughs> never nude oh whoa a bitch loves a jock strap okay you also did say that you would rather instead of having feet you we would walk on stubs <laughs> yeah you that's did say that also true <laughs> That's true. That's real. So bizarre. All right, Dennis, um, will you tell us what's on, what's on the menu this week? Yes. So this week, we answer questions of our one adoring thought. We sashay into a gay bar because that's just what we do. Uh-huh. And we share drunk, thoughty-ass resolutions for 2018. Yes. Yes, benches. Yeah. Yes, mama. Take it away. Get your coin purses out, bitches, because it's time for Penny for your thoughts and to tell you about it. Here's Fran. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. You introed me as if we were on, like, Good Morning America. That was really great. Um, <laughs> I feel so empowered right now. Um, so Penny for your thoughts, if you're not familiar, is our advice segment, which we do pretty irregularly. And we encourage all of our thoughts at the end of every episode to send us some, you know, questions, thoughts, mm-hmm. concerns, questions, phone numbers, and dick pics. Dick pics. Always Dick dick pics, no always. dick pics. This Whatever is no you want to know. No dick, don't I mean, send me no dick pics. <laughs> um, to our inbox. Um, and I will say, like, I, we've been getting so many, like, supportive, thoughtful, in- intellectual questions along with dick pics. And we really appreciate <laughs> our followers. Thank and you. And we also... We appreciate your dicks. Yes. And we tweeted it out, tweeted it out, and got a lot of uh, responses on this. And yeah, so let's, are you guys feeling extremely qualified to give I some great life advice right now? I'm so qualified. <laughs> I'm three glasses of wine in, so I am hella qualified. <laughs> uh, Fran does do the opposite of what Joe would do in every situation, and he's absolutely right. I mean, I think most of the world trill. feels that way. Not 100% of the time, Joseph, <laughs> but a lot of the time. Um... <laughs> All right, so this first one we got from our in our email inbox here. Um, uh, it says, 
I'm an active member of a local gay volleyball league. Oh, I love it so much. Is he tall? Does he wear high socks? <laughs> Does he wear a cup? Back off, Jeff. Back off. If that man is tall, he's mine. Right? You know that two of my exes are six five and six six, respectively. You know what? You know what? How? Shut the fuck up. Anyways. Um, and we, like many queer men, refer to each other as girls and bitches as a term of endearment. The league is mostly men, but everyone is welcome, and there are straight people, straight couples, lesbians, etc. One day, a lesbian friend called me and everyone out for appropriating the words girl and bitch. I'm curious how you mm-hmm, queens, mm-hmm. if that's mm-hmm. even appropriate anymore, using the word queens, um, think about uh, this question. Is it or is it not appropriation? Why or why not? And does it matter? I should say that I've mostly stopped using that language in that space out of respect for the relationship, That's even right. though That's I word. really yeah. want to, he mm-hmm. says. Teebs. I think Teebs, Teebs like, came to us on group chat about this a while ago. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. What, I, what I said was, hey, this is Teebs. What I said was, I understand using a word like bitch because it has a plum. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. what if you switch it up so it, you extracted the misogyny from it? Right. And when I so also like I had um, come up with this pun because I'm like a monster of the pun. I love the pun. <laughs> I think it's like the highest form of art or whatever. But um, the, I, I, it was around Christmas time and, and I just had the bench who stole Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's still so good to and, me every time. And then and then I was just like, what if we just said bench? Although, like, I think it's a a system of spontaneous generation because I think a Mm. lot of other Mm -hmm. people have been saying things like binge or birch or things like that Mm -hmm. to kind Mm -hmm. of extract what Mm. could, Mm -hmm. what is oftentimes associated as misogyny and oftentimes is. Is misogyny. Mm -hmm. Um, Right, right, right. And so that's a way of, like, still being playful but not, like, uh, uh, giving in to the baser instincts of the patriarchy. Right. And the word bitch is just, like, scratching the surface. Like, misogynistic language is embedded in our lexicon in ways right. that you don't even realize. So, yeah. like, when I had never thought about it until Tommy brought it up, and it's because of that that across our social media, we tried to never use um, the word bitch. Like, yeah. we, we replaced binge as a continued effort to, yeah, remove yeah. misogyny from our lexicon. Yeah. It is also sometimes yeah. hard, especially when you've been socialized. My, my brother is uh, about 11 or 12 years older than I am, and so he came up in a different time of gayness in the early 90s, and it was, you know, de rigueur for him to refer to his friends as girl. Right. You know, girl this, girl that, girl this, girl that. And mm. So, like, I kind of absorbed that growing up. He mm. was, like, my model of queerness. Yeah. Mm. And I'm just, I feel lucky that I got one, first of all. But yeah, second yeah. of all, like, it, as friends have told me, they do not feel comfortable with me using the term girl for somebody who is not a girl, you know, you just have to respect yeah, them. Yeah, you and you have to Absolutely. you have to adjust yourself around them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not everyone is going to have a problem with it, so you don't have a problem with everybody. But That's when right. they do, it's up to L- you. It's like, listen, and yeah. actually, like, take that in. Yeah. I, I also use G-U-R instead of G-I-R-L. Same. Which is a similar way to sort of, like, mess up the language a little bit and call out the fact that we're, we're trying to, like, do it in a way that's not fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but, girl. But just out of curiosity, <laughs> what about when... Women refer to you as girl. Oh, I love it. That's a different thing. But like, how do you, how does, does anyone have any like, like, I always have a moment when that happens of like, (gasps) like I just sort of like. Because it feels condescending or because. I don't know. I don't know if I know Hmm. why. It just strikes me like, like I'm super femme. Like I feel like my gender identity is pretty gender queer actually. But I just find it to be a little difficult when that happens like 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 it feels presumptuous in a way even with people who are like very very close friends who've been friends with me for a very long time i'm just sort of like i don't like i can see it in in how 
assertions of gender in any space, especially mm. if you don't know the person. Yeah. Are, well, there's also ways in which, like, it's it, reappropriating a word is one thing. Like, when I use faggot with me and my faggot friends, it's mm-hmm. great. But, like, right. I also have a kickback. I, I mean, that word was used to torment me through my youth. Mm-hmm. So there's a sort of emotional response Same. to, like, yeah. if you are not in my circle of faggots, using that word with me is sort of like, I just as much as I have reappropriated and have tried to get over the trauma of that word being used to harm me so, like, continuously mm-hmm. through my youth, like, it still, I still Gets will it. have that emotional kick And sometimes kick you use that yeah. word yeah. with people and they have a problem with it. Which you have great. to stop. You just, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's it. Right. You have to be, yeah. and that's, that's right. Yeah. Lang- this language is almost always a matter of who your audience is, yeah. your yeah. media mm-hmm. audiences, and who you're projecting And it's like, to. it's so it's chill an, right. to just be like, oh shit, I'm I was sorry. wrong. Yeah. And I, I was fucking wrong. I'm sorry, and mm-hmm. I won't do that shit anymore. Yeah. You're right. And I, like, I still use bitch in, within, like, within yeah, yeah, our, yeah. and we've been on the mic using that word, like, mm-hmm. in past episodes. So, like, yeah. there are certain times where you catch yourself off, off guard or you can't resist the comedic value of that word or, like, all these yeah. different, sorry, not comedic value, but, like, the comedic effect of that right, right, word, right, 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 you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like a tone ways- of voice. Like, a, it's, it, it does lend itself to a particular, in, 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 in situations wherein you're okay with it and they're okay with it. It does it does have a it has a have a, a comedic uh film. Right. Yeah. But removing Absolutely. it from your language is just a matter of practicing. Yeah. That's yeah. All. Word, yeah. Word, mm-hmm. word, word. Um okay. So let's do another one. Um this one's from Twitter. It's from at Black Gay Gemini, which is amazing. <laughs> Twitter name. Great work. Absolutely. Um how do we reconcile Joe just had a conniption. <laughs> I, I do not care for Gemini's at the moment. Uh, ge- yeah. But he does I, care I for black men. Of, so. I mean, my Venus is in Gemini, but other than that, I do not. I, I find, um, actually, you know what? My best friends are Gemini's. Who am I kidding? Um, and they're monsters. <laughs> and so are you. Isn't she? No. no. She's a Virgo. Get out of here. How time. dare you? You come into our house. <laughs> Drinking up all your wine. <laughs> well, <laughs> y'all all need Jesus. Everyone knows. That Beyonce is a Virgo, Solange's Cancer, and Beyonce's twins are Gemini's. Oh, which is like going to be—they're going to be our dictators soon. They're going to be our dictators. They're going to be monsters. I'm I'm ready. Um, I'm ready for that day. Okay, sorry. Slight detour there. Um, Okay, how do we reconcile being attracted to certain aspects of masculinity slash masculine queer men while also dealing with how often these very Mm. same men are likely to be bad for us because toxic masculinity hurts queers too? I think a lot of this has. That was it. Okay. I think a lot of this is going to relate to the the main discussion topic we talk about later, but like desire sometimes feels like it's a thing that is like inborn inside of you right. and sometimes desire also feels like something that was put inside of you. Oh, mm. you Ooh. Ooh. Right. I want uh. something put inside of me tonight. And don't you always. <laughs> you. Don't you always. <laughs> but, True. And, and what I mean by that more specifically is that like it's hard to not absorb society's yes. ideals of, of attractiveness, of right? Course. I was out with Morgan Parker last week and we were reading at a, um, a place in Athens, Georgia and she was wearing this t-shirt that said and i can't quote from it directly because it's not right in front of you she was like you've been socialized to think that european features are beautiful oh mm. love mm-hmm. i need that and so it's like it's not only it's not only like uh quote unquote masculinity which is a thing like i still don't know what it means like right. i understand what butch means but i don't understand what masculine means because it seems to change in every goddamn person's mouth but also mm. like white and you know um like fit or all these mm. other things that like I think we're a lot of times socialized to think are attractive but when mm-hmm. you get down to it it's like what do you actually like what do you actually right. what do you oppression actually, if you <laughs> <laughs> yes that's why you be yes. fine all the time <laughs> oppress me oh <laughs> 
so I, sometimes so true. I think, for me, I think sometimes, uh, this is Tommy again, I think rec- reconciling those desires is about thinking, is it something that I actually desire? And if mm. that is, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because like everyone's okay to like their own thing. Yeah. But if it's not, if it's something that I like because I'm afraid of liking something else, mm. if it's something that I like because that's what everybody else likes, you know, mm. if it's about acceptance or if it's about passing or if mm. it's about um, power. That's right. W- Social clout, mm-hmm. like the optics mm-hmm. of it. I mm. think that desire can change. It, it yeah. is absolutely, it is absolutely mutable. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we were in the group chat just a few days ago and I was talking about like a date that I went on. And I remember you were you were saying like, we should forgive, if we have that internal dialogue, mm-hmm. you just need to forgive yourself for your attractions and have, forgive your and have fucking fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel like yeah, reconciling this yeah. is simply at, a matter of reconciling. At it. the well, same time, though, this is Joe. I will say that um, the the question seems to get at these cycles of trauma that, like, you're attracted mm-hmm. to masculine people, and masculine people do trauma to you, and then you reenact that trauma on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And one thing my my therapist called me out on this week. This is like podcast version Great. of therapy. Here we tweets, go. Is like is like when the cycle of trauma actually becomes something you desire and can't escape from. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is your attraction to masculinity actually mm-hmm. your attraction to the trauma? that's been done to you by by the masculine. And I mean, that, yes. Because, because oh of my ma- God, the yes. masculine is not, like Tommy says, the masculine is nothing other than trauma. Mm-hmm. The masculine right. is abuse. It's a weapon. The masculine that, is a weapon. Mm-hmm. So is your, it, when desire everything. becomes weaponized and you're inflicting that on yourself, at what point, how do we heal? At what point do we move on? At what point does desire become something that doesn't harm? Binge, yeah. once again, oh my I God. mean, <laughs> I've outlined in the main discussion, oh, but that is can... so true. And in our next I... segment, Joe will sit down with his therapist for 45 minutes <laughs> and we'll oh have my a God, live can we... session. <laughs> can we please get Dr. Eric on the show? He's started to listen. I'll ask. Ready. He started to listen. Oh um, my God. That's <laughs> a little decision. That's Eric. a little incestuous. But if I can just say one thing, Thing. Like, this is the thing that I struggle with on the regular, like, as a very femme-presenting gay man. And who as, dates a lot of masculine and men. And who, who is, I'm often pursued Again, by me, masculine men. Word, um, or butch men. And I often am attracted to butch men, although I have dated men who are, who are more femme. And have been very, like, into those situations as well. This is something that I think about, like, on an almost daily basis when I'm on Grindr, when I'm on mm. Scruff or Jacked, and I'm, like, thinking about, like who I want to maybe meet up with or, or have an experience with. But this is my point. I think there's, first of all, there's a lot of wisdom in the idea that our desires are mutable because very often they are. If we think about them critically, if we just try something out, like we can learn mm. that it's a good thing. Like I, there was a How time. How often have you learned you like something new? Well, so I love learning that. For I like real, for real. Like a few years ago, I, in fact, because of my attraction to masculinity, I like, could not get a date with, like, a sort of masculine, successful, like, white guy. And (laughs) I was always attracted to black men, but I started sort of actively pursuing dating black men for other reasons, and I found that actually all of those qualities that I often wanted in white men, I I was, like, often finding in black men, plus we had certain, like, ideas about the world that we could share without having to explain to each other that were really nice. And so that's when I began to really start Mm. getting into dating black men, which was really great for me. Mm -hmm. But what I wanted to say is that, like, if you can begin to think about the idea that there are no rules to any of this, because Mm. a person is a person is a person, Mm. and a person is a full being, and they may may be masculine or butch, or they may not be, but they have all of these qualities that make them who they are, and you don't necessarily know who you're going to love, or who you're going to connect with sexually and have a great time. So if you're 
you're open to trying different things, you'll probably find that you like more things than you think that you it like. It is a problem with and app that cul- can that's open the your world. App culture, though. That's right. that, app that is the problem is with app all culture. One or the other. It's that's all right. a snapshot, no, right, one picture. Yep. But, yeah, but I within will say two seconds. That Dennis is the thought who's most likely to have a coexist sticker on the back uh-huh. of his Volvo because because it You're is a wait <laughs> a coexist right sticker or a, a Volvo of wine. I will How say how many times I told you not that, to like, do a punchline that, that, when I'm taking that, a drink that, that yes people are people are people but power operates through desire yep. always oh absolutely always. so like absolutely. this notion that oh I'm just attracted to a person outside of all of the ways in which power operates through their body is just like it's just not true and well, so I think it's just also coming to terms with with what attraction means and what power means within sexual dynamics and healthy ways to mediate interpersonal power and unhealthy and destructive ways to mediate interpersonal power. And having power. that dialogue yes, with yourself as well as your right. girlfriend. Yeah. It's super, <laughs> it's super important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's do one more. One more. Okay. One more. So, um, from the Twitter handle, why you gagging? Oh. <laughs> Because, yes. I know, I'm sorry, this was on Instagram. This because is Instagram the dick's so big. That's because why. of the dick in my mouth. <laughs> and so why you gagging said, how appropriate is it to disclose sexual partners with friends without that person knowing? Mm. Do you do it yourself? Does it bother you if someone else has disclosed your identity with you as a sexual partner without your consent? I will say that there is a song about this that I love doing at karaoke. Um, <laughs> That's Teams. In case anyone is wondering, that is Teams. Um, it's a song by a band called 10CC that's called... Oh, shit, what's the title? Oh, I don't remember. Just sing a, sing a few bars, Teams. Ooh, you wait a long time for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, but, but, like, in the song, the guy's like, um, you know, I like to call you, but, like, you know, and we're cool or whatever, but, like, don't tell your friends about the two of us. Wow. We're not, we're not that so cool. So fucked up. But it's like, but the thing Mm-mm. with the whole song, oh, I'm not in love. Then that's I'm going to tell my friends it's about you. It's called I'm not in love, but the whole song is protesting love while actually being in love. It's a very complex mm-hmm. song, and I love that shit. <laughs> uh, it's Teeb's karaoke go-to. But I do, I don't know, I think, like, everyone within their own sort of whatever seventh layer of hell a group of friends that they have like y'all have rules for what it is that you say yeah. and you cannot say yeah. um mm-hmm. i don't think that i've ever felt guilty for disclosing the name of somebody who i was with to my best friend same yeah you know but i wouldn't put that shit on instagram no i wouldn't mm-hmm. put that shit on twitter my business is my business and the business that i have with the, my best friends all of my business is theirs that's right but there are some people outside of that circle where i'm just like i'm kind of seeing somebody i'm talking to yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. you know i have ways right. of coding the people that i'm seeing with like <clears throat> language that does not totally blow up their goddamn spot i have also been i've also had people uh show i've shown up on people's instagrams or i've shown up on without consent and i've been like oh i didn't know oh that i i didn't know that we was like this yeah that's a collective decision (laughs) the social media yeah the social media presence the first in the bed pick or together Mm -hmm. pick absolutely because that's a that's that's about having the conversation i'm totally i'm totally in the same spot as you tommy however if you do sleep with me you have consented not for your identity to be released but for the situation to be (laughs) fodder my twitter my social media my instagram my sleeping with future memoirs sleeping with any of these all of our group chats like have you are you it's a conversation like and but we make we have sex but with y'all to get impure thought stories. Yes. Like we have an obligation. <laughs> so in a way, for my podcast. you're famous when you fuck us. Um, no, I would never. It's I would amazing. never. I mean, I had to. 
I mean, I, ha- I shared an impure thought story that did not conceal the identity of a person um, in the last season. And he's still in your life. He's still in my life, but it was Was something- he mad? Uh, I will not talk about it, unfortunately, <laughs> because I don't want to further infiltrate um, his identity, but I will say that I did pay consequences for okay. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I mean, oh. not actual consequences, but like, it's like, it was not, if, I mean, it was not a great situation. But for we're also writers. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, the other thing is that, like, that's yeah, a bigger we question. We write about stuff that, we write about things, places, people, situations, pop stars, et cetera, that right. enter our lives. Yeah. Like, I was, I was discussing this. I, I, I did, um, a college show recently and I was in, I think, Oregon State University or something like that and and somebody asked me about like what's it like, what, what are your poems like and i was like well like in the most terrestrial sense how i can describe it to you is it's like play-doh that you run through dirt it, mm, it yes, acquires teeps. everything oh my God. That, that's like, right that it comes in contact mm, with that's right and it's like that man situation that boo right. that sexual situation that is a speck of dirt that's right in Ugh. the entirety of the other things that's that i'm right. working so on true. it ain't about you i right. think that's what but people they always, take umbrage with but they all see always see themselves in it like i've <clears> lost yeah. boyfriends or <clears> they've said that they've not been able to date everyone loves that you're a writer when you first start dating but then that it's even if they want to take it back, they want to. Even if you're, they're not in the work, but they see themselves in the work. If they're that speck of dirt, or they see, imagine that they're, they're that speck of dirt, then they get so hurt that you're sharing these private details. Especially yeah. if they were shitty, and yeah. especially if they right. if they if they were, know if they, were, you know. if they mistreated you. But that's the thing: the second someone mistreats you, that thing no longer belongs right. to them. Mm-hmm. It belongs to you, and you can do whatever the you fuck can do you want. Well, so cheers. Listen, Dr- I will drink to that motherfucker. On Cheers. that note, you own your these own benches in the room know Truly. that I recently consulted them on uh-huh. a nasty text to a man who burned me that I almost this was going to screenshot and put everywhere on my social media. And thankfully, uh, they talked me off, like, of, the off of the ledge. Let's take a step back. And so I did it. But to be, what was interesting is that I, I slept with that man on the first date. And at one point, he was like, so are you going to talk about me on your podcast? Like, ah, no. And you were just like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> correct. It could happen if you fuck oh me over. God. It could happen. Oh my god! But my point is that, like, I kind of have no shame. I'm an extremely <laughs> transparent person That's at all moments. And yeah. my attitude is, unless I lied about you, I don't know what the problem is. Word. You did it, and if I need to talk about it, I'm gonna talk about it to whoever's in my life, to whoever's listening right. to my podcast. If it's relevant, like, I don't give a fuck. You did it, and so if, you need to stand behind your behavior. That, you have a problem with you, right? And if you have a problem with you, I'm <laughs> Sorry that you don't like my big mouth when I'm talking, but you like it when I'm sucking your dick. So I don't see what the problem really motherfucking is. And and the last little thing that I'll say, this is Joe, and this relates to, to the book I have out, is that abuse operates through silence. That's right. And so abuse, when, when folk are trying to control what you say, particularly to your closest friends, if folks are saying, you can't talk about me, you can't talk about what happened between us, you can't talk about me cheating on you, you can't Watch talk me. about X, Y, Z, to your best friend, that is a, a that is a red motherfucking flag that I ignore Run. for too long. And Run. you can the other order way. Inside Out by Joseph Osmondson <laughs> <laughs> Sibling Rivalry Press. Hell yeah! Yes! Um, coming out next month. This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor, Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to MercuryInsurance.com today to get a quote. It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care. 
and even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Healthcare is backwards. Luckily, there's Forward, a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards healthcare and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. And you don't want to miss Hello Somebody with Senator Nina Turner on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I love Hello Somebody simply because I love Nina Turner. She's fearless. I'm Nina Turner, hell-raising humanitarian, sister in the struggle, and recovering elected official. Listen to Hello Somebody every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Gabrielle Collins, period drama nerd, and your behind-the-scenes guide to Bridgerton. On Bridgerton, the official podcast, we're learning how this fantasy world dipped in history came to life. Daphne, her costume design really is about the elegance of simplicity. It's just color and shape. We went old school. And we got two scenic artists in who painted the backings for us by hand. These dukes are all like in their late 20s, early 30s. Almost all of them are unmarried, really good looking, and none of them have syphilis. Can you imagine when he looks into your eyes and then he dips you? We just heard this sort of ripping sound. Yep, I think there's just been a wardrobe malfunction. Listen to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your favorite shows. Mmm, welcome back. Once again, this is Tommy Teeves Pico, and today, (laughs) the meat of our discussion, the thought process, spelled T-H-O-T, is all about the gay bar, gay bar, gay bar, Uh, and specifically the paradox uh, or, like, the ambivalence that lies within the gay bar. They're uh, at once... One of the only designated spaces where we're allowed and encouraged to express queer desire. But Word. because of that, the there can be this weird tension or like aggression to them. It's like aggression. Oof. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're a scientist. You know what happens when you like <laughs> put a lot of gas into like a small glass container. It's just like the pressure. Pressure. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so and and that kind of is ratcheted up when, as a lot of us are raised to be ashamed of our sexuality and that Mm. for a lot of queer people adolescence is one big trauma and when shame and desire Mm. intermingle knowing what you want and what you don't want can be kind of messy right and how do you consent when you don't even know and also Mm -hmm. when what you want feels like a danger (laughs) bring me there it can be (laughs) really confusing and so also 
With this recent spate of articles in the wake of Trump and Cosby and Harvey Weinstein and Roger Ailes and all of these powerful men, there was this attempt to disseminate the national dialogue over sexual harassment through a kind of gay male lens. So I think it's important to talk about sexual harassment in our community and specifically in the bars. And I would also posit it's equally important to contrast that sort of hyper-visible display of sexuality with a concurrent feeling with a lot of other people that they're invisible and undesirable at gay bars, Hmm. which Hmm. I so often think happens when you don't fit into, well, sometimes when you're just not white, right? Or (laughs) you don't fit, you don't go to the gym or you don't fit into a porn category or you're not whatever animal avatar or analog is appropriate that month. (laughs) Oh my God. So you're not a bear, you're not an otter, you're not a wolf, you're not a cub, you're not a pig or whatever. So I think in it, like (laughs) consent, I think it behooves us to talk about this Oops. because our Sorry. <laughs> no, I I appreciate that, <laughs> um, but because like our podcast is called Food for Thought, right? Thought spelled T H O T, and we say that we're gay sluts who love to read, <laughs> so we don't we're not shy about sex, but that doesn't mean we want to be touched all the time. Mm. Sometimes mm. we do mm. want to be touched, and sometimes mm. we don't want to be touched, word, word, right? Word, word. And for I think. Real. I just want to get into it. And I want to ask each one of you and I want you to be honest and I want it to be idiosyncratic. I don't want you to think about like what it means for people or like what it means for categories or society or whatever. But Mm. I'm just curious when you walk through the door of a gay bar, what do you consent to? And like, and also like what is, is walking through the door of a gay bar consent to sexual advances. No. No. Uh, you don't it, think it, so? No. no. What do you mean, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean by sexual advances? I just mean like, how do you think of sexual advances? <laughs> I, I think that, that, that frames the question, right? Like, uh, is someone coming up and talking to you respectfully? And That's if, not, I don't consider that a sexual advance. So but it is though, right? They're like, they're, it, but they, if they can, you can have a consensual sexual okay. advance, right? I think that, I yeah. think that, col- I, I think I know what you're saying. So I think culturally, when you enter a gay bar, yeah. people are, expect you, expect that you are there because you want to get some. You want to get some. I think that that is not necessarily so, consent. Right, right. But it is, I do think that everyone has to be aware of that fact. So like, that for, cultural fact. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Fran, that is what, you, that's the consent. That you think is universal through the but door I, of gay bar. I have a question. I, I feel like that was true before there was apps and and websites. Right. But I, I don't, don't feel like that's true in the same way now. I don't feel like that's now. true in 2017 like, in the way it was. Sometimes I think you go, it can, I mean, I think yes, that some Dennis. people think that. But I think, like, I know that every time I walk into a gay bar, I'm not necessarily looking to get some. Sometimes no. I just want to be around my people and twirl a little bit Mostly. and say girl and say bitch and, like, not... Think about it. And, (laughs) like, I just want to be around other faggots because I love faggotry and I'm not always around them. And that's it. And that's not to say that I'm not opposed to getting some, but, like, I still need you to be respectful when you approach me. Mm -hmm. So, at least I can say for me, I know that I don't consider walking into it. Like, a gay space isn't only sex. So... Like, how hmm. can just walking into it be consent well, to I, an advance? Okay, That's because, it. Because, because I'm, I'm, I, and again, this is being, this is not what I believe, but this is the right. argument that people say to you. There's say. cocks on the wall. Mm-hmm. There's porn playing in the background. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. People are naked. Aren't you trying to get it in? Not yeah. necessarily, no. But, but maybe I just want to see it. That's what everyone maybe says. Maybe it's my first time. But that is the, that is the, that is the cultural problem that we are dealing with. That is mm-hmm. the thing that we 
as a group, as as a queer community, have to address and figure out how to fix. Because yeah. it is it is not a matter of it's not a matter like we entering gay bar should not be consent. Is not. Is, fact, is not, not. Is not. Consent. But the thing is, a lot as Teebs is trying to point out. There is a, a huge conglomerate of people that believe it's consent. Right, right, right. That yeah. believe and, and, that, and I've been one of true. those people. Ooh, of course. I mean, I mean, I feel like especially as like a younger person coming to a gay bar for the first time and, you know, because I, I came up like in punk clubs and yeah. in, in punk shows. Like that's what I went to. I didn't go to my first gay bar until I lived in New York. And it was a place in the East Village called the Starlight in the, in, in the East Village. And it was a gay bar and I went there because they didn't card. It's not around anymore. I think that's probably why. <laughs> but, but I remember like getting touched and, and being like, do I not like this because I don't right. want to be touched by this person? Or do I not like this because I, I hate being a faggot? Oh, Lord. Yeah, I, know, I felt that way at the Old Cock when I first came to New York in, like, 2005. I felt that exact same way. And so I had to be, like, I, I felt like in those early years, the thing, the, the cognitive dissonance that I had to deal with was, like, be okay with yourself. Be okay yeah. with being touched. You walk into this place. This is what people come here to do. And, mm. like, that's your struggle. Just be mm-hmm. okay. Be okay being touched, being fondled, being, like, having, like, walking into a place and just having somebody grab your nipple as hard as they can, no. putting their hand no. in the back of no. your, in the back no. of your underwear. Like, I think that's, that's what I thought it was, though. And now yeah. it's different yeah. because now I blow up on fucking people when they touch me. They don't think that I want them to do. But it took a long time for me to get to that, to that spot. But, like, I also had to, the thing is, like, again, it, like, I feel like at that point, if I would have told that person, stop doing that, they would have stopped doing that. But I didn't know it was okay to say stop just because I thought saying stop meant I had internalized homophobia. Well, that's like, wow. that's real. That is so, that is so real. Shit. That is Levels so real. But that's so like one though. of the, I mean, there are, there are many points in which we can structurally start to fix this thing. Yes. But like one of, I don't know if it's the number one point, but one of the points is be a, be the person to verbally say Actually, that's not consent, and like yeah. I didn't, te- I, I didn't no. say you could do that, and it's not okay. Say no, yeah, just verbally but say also, no. And the, and theoretically the, speaking, even if you do have internalized homophobia for whatever reason, which is legit because of the society we live in, does that mean that you not consenting is not like okay? No, like right, like exactly. internalized homophobia or not, if I don't want you touching me, or if I don't want you approaching me, no, maybe not approaching, not okay. but like touching me. Like you don't have yeah. the right to touch me for whatever reason. This is this is Joe, and I think so. I am uh, I'm a huge <laughs> of all of the thoughts here. I am uh, a huge fan of cruising spaces and public sex spaces, and I think that so there's there's a lot we're dealing with in our in our community. One of the things that we're dealing with in our community is that for ages, for decades. Uh, gay sex, gay love, gay intimacy had to be so underground that there had to be another language for it, mm-hmm. largely a nonverbal language. Mm-hmm. So cruising spaces were some of the only spaces, cruising spaces and gay um, clubs were some of the only spaces you were allowed to sort of go out and look for sex and find sex. There was no grinder, there were no like apps, right? How did you find intimacy and sex? And there, de- there developed this language of consent that was largely nonverbal, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm in a cruising space and we make eye contact and I Mm -hmm. kind of come over to you and I sort of reach out to you and you don't push my hand away and we're still making eye contact and I sort of touch your chest and then I sort of get permission nonverbal. So there's this whole language that Mm -hmm. I think is completely invisible to outsiders, Mm -hmm. right? I think that's true. And and that happens even in gay bars. And I would say that some of those touches are consensual and great. Like if two people are getting off in this sort of Mm nonverbal, like I'm, there's active consent. There is active nonverbal 
consent, right? Mm-hmm. But like that, mm-hmm. that because that becomes sort of the the rule of the entire space, be it a, a gay bar or a gay sex space, that gets abused really badly. Right. Mm-hmm. Where like when people sometimes at a bar or a sex club reach out to my chest and I push their hand away, which is the clear nonverbal no. Yeah. Like I would not like you to touch me. And then they reach for my dick, even though I've given them a clear nonverbal no. And then I say no, and then they still put their hand on my dick, right? That is like borderline sexual assault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we Mm -hmm. would never name it as such. I would never go get the bouncer. I would never go get them kicked out of this. Even sex spaces that are like, we don't, you know, we we can active verbal consent is important. I still feel like I don't have the ability to go and get someone to be like, actually, this person touched me non-consensually. You brought up two really important things. So if we say like one of the points is like to be verbal about it and be verbal about what consent yes. means to you with the people that it, that infiltrate your right. space. Yes. I feel like two and three are, it is the responsibility of gay bars to, in, to absolutely enforce yeah. um, mm-hmm. kicking out people who have been accused of like sexual harassment in a queer space, putting up signs that say, we do not condone sexual harassment in our spaces. We do not condone yeah. non, non-consensual touching. Which is sexual assault. That's not sexual harassment. Touching is... Exactly. Makes that assault. Exactly. And yeah. then the other thing is that is, I mean, if you have you guys familiar with NSFW? It's like an agency, yeah. yeah, in New York that it's a private club and agency that like advocates for like uh sex play and also cannabis. And like one of the <laughs> things that they do is they host consent workshops and mm. they walk you through what consent means, which is hopefully most of the time verbal, but they mm. also help you understand what nonverbal consent Word. means in that, in what they call the enthusiastic response. That's right. So you don't go for something unless someone has enthusiastically, enthusiastically like said, yes, you can touch me. Like even if it, even if you are deciphering that nonverbally, but it's still a slippery slope. It is. It's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. When it's nonverbal, it is a very slippery slope and you should educate yourself on what the nonverbal cues yes, are yes, before yes. you go for them. Yeah, absolutely. But when it, yeah. When it become when it comes to being verbal about it, you you d- you can sidle up to someone and like say things that are starting to sexually advance on yeah. them without being a horrible person and without grabbing their crotch. It's, it's like actually, really yeah, easy. It's, it's not, sexy to make small talk with someone at a sex party, exactly, or a gay bar. Absolutely. Instead of instead of initially going to I'm going to touch your chest, I'm going to touch your dick. Be like, hey, you just got to be <laughs> patient. Hey. Like, you be fucking patient. But I don't a, know but, if some of this comes from like being a very femme identified bottom. But for me, like I don't know. I've the men that I have been dating the last two months have been for the most part really great guys, and. Like, in our hookups, they have always verbally asked, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I whatever? And it's actually, like, you might think that that's, like, not hot. But for me, as someone who's, like, had, like, I have been a victim of sexual assault. Like, it's actually really sexy to me Mm -hmm. when the men that I'm with ask for my consent specifically. Right. Like, we, it really turns me on. And we as a culture have to get over the, oh, yeah. it's not sexy. Like, you know, we have it's to get more over the, sexy. oh, it really takes me out of it. Like, I don't fucking no. care if it does or it doesn't. Listen to yeah. Talk Jeeves. That Talk by Rihanna. That's oh! all about consent. <laughs> when she's like, say what you want. Yes. Say what you want. Yes. Say what you yes. want me to do when I got you. <laughs> also, Vintage Slow Jam, Yes by Beyonce is really yes. good. And yes. it is literally 100% uh, per- oh, percent my, about consent. Uh, I feel so old that we're calling 
calling anything by Beyonce vintage? I'm sorry, <laughs> like, it's I true. Am. It's literally I vintage Beyonce. Listen, to die by tomorrow. I mean, right. it isn't Bill's Bill's Just Bill's 19 or 20 old. years oh old? Like that came God. out in the 90s. Okay, it's um, so true. So I don't want to think about another it. point. So I have a, we have like. Sorry, what were you? Oh, well, I was just gonna say, I have a question. Like, what does consent mean? What does consent mean to each one of you? Is nonverbal consent sufficient? Because for me, most of the time, nonverbal consent is sufficient. But as someone who doesn't frequent sex parties or public sex spaces and ha- and doesn't cruise yeah. on the regular, I do. I'm not someone who will learn to live with or learn to understand nonverbal okay. cues. I will not yeah. give them off. I probably won't learn how to read them. Okay. I will talk to them first. Okay. Yeah. I think Teams. that's amazing. I'm, I'm, okay, so this has changed for me. Like, when mm. I was younger, it was different. I used to be really... And you're not going to really believe this, because you've only known me in the past few years. But, like, I used to be really shy and, like, really quiet and, mm. like, really nonverbal. And this is why this conversation is really hitting me in a particular yeah. way, because I feel like a lot of times, like, I just kind of let things slide because I didn't know how to speak word, up for myself. Mm-hmm. And, like I said before... That's so real. Because I didn't know how... I, I just didn't know how I felt because of fucking gay ass trauma, yeah. right? Mm. Now I have a loud ass face, and you can't shut me up. Like, mm. and Dennis has seen this in action. Like, we went to a gay bar mm-hmm. together, and we we were just talking because I think you had gotten back from a residency, or I got back from a residency. It's hard to tell because we're both Sagittarius, so we're both like out of town all the motherfucking <laughs> all time. All the time, but, so true. Like, we were at the Phoenix in, in 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 New York, and this guy came up to us and was like, he put his hands around the ribs of both the backs of our chairs and was like, "So what's going on? And how how's what are we talking?" about and I was like sorry sir like you know here's the thing about me it's like I'm from the res (laughs) and so if it comes to blows I'm gonna lay your ass out yes but I like to give people a grace period (laughs) so they don't get on my fucked up side yes I was just like sorry sir you know um, I'm with my friend right now and you know we we've um I haven't seen him in a while and we're just trying to like have time by ourselves like by ourselves yeah and he looked at me and he was like Oh, so you're boring. And he turned back to oh, Dennis, and so he oh. reiterated, it's like, what are we doing? What are we talking about? And I was just you like... You can call teams a lot of motherfucking <laughs> things, <laughs> but boring is not one of them. No. Um, what did you then say, Teebs? He, and, and then, so yeah. he turned, like, he was still staring at Dennis, and Dennis, I could tell, like, you were still trying to be polite. And I was just mm-hmm. like, listen, yeah. sir... You have to step off right now before I blow up on your motherfucking ass. Mm. And he looked at me like... Because <laughs> like, people yeah. don't assert themselves like yeah. that in no. queer spaces. And then he was like, yeah. and he was like, oh, so you're no fun? And I was like, nope, I'm no fun. Step the fuck off. And That's he, right. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I barked at his ass, and he yeah. walked away. And Dennis looked at me like, like he had never <laughs> seen me before, <laughs> ever. That's that was, right. I'm no, no fun. Like I love that. But it, Tommy, no fun. It was, <laughs> Tommy, it was truly no amazing because. I had no interest in talking to this man. I did not give a fuck. Tommy and I were just having fun. We were talking about things. We were talking about the podcast. And I don't, like, my tendency when men approach me and I'm not interested is definitely to freeze. Like, I have had... Ooh, oh, same. And I have had, too, and I have had situations advance beyond what I wanted because I didn't know same. how to, like, God, speak up for so myself. really hard. So and hard I was so over. grateful Tommy was there because I, like, I Just don't friends. always have the boss to be like, no, thank you. I don't want you. I'm not interested. Because I was like, what are you going to do? You're going to give this man right. all your hard-earned time for the, like, right. next motherfucking yeah. hour just because you want to stay polite? No. No. Right. I, will be no. A, I will be a motherfucking binge. Tommy, I will yell in somebody's you. face. And I will stand 
stand up. And if it has to come to yes. it, I will come to blows. And, and, yeah. and because and I know that so I can lay you out. Super That's simple, all. super simple life hack. Do not make time and space for the people you do not want to make time it's and so space true. for. Easy. Brilliant. I feel, I feel like, okay, we, we've done a, a, quite a few things to like answer this question. I want to think about kind of the argument against it. Like the people, the, the people that have kind of moved us to like have this conversation in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh. All of, all of us thoughts have like conjointly read a bunch of like articles that are kind of pointing out this problem in gay culture, as they say, um, in which people are not consenting to, or people, where there's an issue with consent in gay yes, bars. Yes, yes, And I feel like one of the things that you were talking about earlier and what Tommy was talking about is, is entering a gay bar a matter of consent. Like, there was this horrible article in The Advocate, which is absolute trash, that came out a month ago. And... Um, they were kind of refuting this piece in the US, in the USA Today about why gay bar spaces are not places of good of and it was a clickbaity title. Like yeah. I don't think the title did service to the article at all, but it was called "How Does Harvey Weinstein Happen." Visit a gay bar with me. So, like, you understand what the oh. article is about, <clears throat> but the advocate refutation was like all of this bullshit and it was like to enjoy not ju- not judgmental like-minded company we as a community come together in social spaces whether it's sports leagues house parties bars clubs fundraising events circuit parties blah 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 he's talking about how they need to let down their hair and enjoy themselves in like a club scenario which is like the gay version of saying locker room talk it's yeah. like absolutely it's, yeah. exactly literally that it's exactly like it's just being like oh yeah boys will be boys boys like, will be boys that's like boys. Nah. Now, high sex no. And, and I'm sorry. In this, ex- in this, Fuck si- all the way off. <laughs> and in this, in this exact same paragraph, he says, um, in talking about consent and how it functions, he's like, instead, eye contact and body language are the methods of obtaining or denied, uh, or, or being denied consent. And I'm like, you know what? That you know, I don't think you understand what like right. b- like body language and like nonverbal consent looks like. Right. And like also, a robot yeah. who like consent. made a article out of like Google searches. <laughs> also, but to be fair, his name is Lane Hudson. Right. <laughs> Terrible. So I was like, okay, you have some learning to do. And where I do believe that n- that nonverbal consent, enthusiastic nonverbal consent, is enthusiastic, a, is, yes. is mm-hmm. a thing. Seek verbal consent at all yes. costs. Yes. Like just seek verbal. Just ask the don't, question. Don't push yes. nonverbal consent on other people. Don't write an article about how nonverbal consent is the new consent. And also like, because old someone, consent. someone might the change their consent. mind. They might consent to it yes, and then yes, be yes. like, you know what? I have I changed my mind. Anymore. Stop. I don't want to do this. This isn't working and for again, me. And that's okay. Why, that's your updated why answer. Why I wanted us to talk about this is because like... We're called Food for Thought, spelled T-H-O-T. We yeah. say that we're sluts yes. all the time. We are sluts. But it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. Which, At any point in any sexual encounter, you can be like, nah, this is not for me anymore. And I also wanted to ask around the panel, have you ever touched someone in a way that they felt was non-consensual? I have. Yeah. I've, I've actually, I, I've never, but that's because I don't approach men at bars. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was actually going to say, I, I do not approach I don't anyone feel like ever. That's, I don't necessarily feel like that's like normal or I'm like so proud of that. It's just like, I, I am always on defense when it comes to being in, in a gay bar space. Me too. Like I always wait for guys no, to approach No, I'm like me. pretty, I can be, it, it depends. I, this is Tommy. I can go back and forth. Sometimes I can be like very like passive and like nonverbal and like flirty and I love that version of myself and sometimes like I can be very assertive and I like love that version of myself too yeah. but if ever that's happened and like I put my arm around somebody or um I, I moved in to kiss somebody and they yeah. like moved away and it's like oh I'm sorry I'm sorry I didn't yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry I, I 
I'm sorry that I did that. No, literally for me it was I was I was at the old G bar, which I miss very much. Uh, this is Joe. I was talking to a boy who I could tell liked me. Like mm-hmm. I, I, all of the nonverbals were there, and he did like. We ended up going on a date after this, mm-hmm. so like he did like me. I was reading the nonverbals right, and my hand was on his back, and I my hand went lower than his back, and he was fine with my hand on his back, and he was not fine with my hand lower mm. on than on his back, and in, in, a, in a way where he felt assaulted. Yeah. He oh. straight up felt assaulted, and yeah. he um, spoke to his friends about it, and then he spoke to me about it, and all I could do was be like, I am really sorry, yeah. and I would like to understand how I can rectify the harm that I've done, uh, and we had a brief conversation, uh, we talked about it, and it you know, it ended up, I felt like justice, whatever justice meant in that moment, like I was open to hearing from him. And I think that he was open to hearing what I was saying. And we ended up being, we ended up going on dates and being friends after that. Mm-hmm. God, that, that's like a I high think, school education skit. That's yeah. like so idealistic. Yeah. That's like that so is exactly the exchange so that's going to move this thing but, forward. But like literally yeah. drunk in G Lounge, that's what happened. Like, yeah. But that is, that kind of exchange and conversation is exact. having that many, many times, disseminating that information over and over again to new groups of people people is exactly what's going to change the culture yeah. so in many, addition to other things. So many people get so defensive when they get called out, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in particular, right. in particular men mm-hmm. and in particular mm-hmm. white folk, fe- folk who are not used to ever feeling that sort of uncomfortable way. Or ever having said, ever having no said to them. Uh-huh. I, need to, I need to pee soon. Can I, should I go Just pee? go now. Go just, just right in my mouth. <laughs> that's a great, great end to the segment. Great work. Joe, everyone. that's not consensual. <laughs> I got that feeling like I'm full, but I can still put one thing inside me. Dennis knows how I feel. <laughs> Always, Daddy. Yes. Um, so this week, y'all, our dessert is very topical. It's the idea of resolutions, the notion of time passing in a repetitive and linear fashion with agency over our lives as time marches ever forward. I personally, this is Joe. Thank you, Michelle Foucault. (laughs) (laughs) We're here. Love you. Thanks, baby. I tend to be skeptical of resolution. Changes come, I think, when we want them, when we need them, and not at the first of the year. But also... As a biophysicist, the word has multiple meanings. Resolution from the Latin resolutio and the English resolve, the word itself has a sense of determination to it. But also resolution in the scientific terms means separating a thing into its parts or measuring the smallest difference that an instrument will allow. My PhD was actually determined by resolution. Resolution measured in pixels or angstroms is how fine we can see ourselves and our world. Resolutions then always relate to difference. How small a difference can we notice and how much difference can we make in our own lives? My resolution... In 2018, I will break up a gay marriage that isn't my own. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. I hate you. I will buy an expensive piece of furniture I don't need. Wow. And I will refrain from cursing anyone out in the gym in January and February. Okay. <laughs> but March, though. You thought? March is always a bitch. So, my re- so this is Tommy T. Seek, and my resolution is so... I've been so I've been sexually active since I was 15 years old. <laughs> if you don't know this, I don't know who you are. But so I feel like 2018. I'm just like I'm fucking faggots. Like fucking I'm fucking faggots. faggots. Like I'm just fucking faggots. faggots. Are uh, the faggots true. all the time. Tom and Pico. That's my resolution. That's my in resolution. A, in a similar a vein, one. Tommy. This is Fran. Um, a, my. 
2016 resolution was no fuckboys 2016. And I can tell you confidently that I did not keep that resolution. (laughs) (laughs) However, I will be renewing that resolution um, as I do. Um, The bitch is renewing her lease. Every year I have like... (laughs) Fuck off. Every year I have this same resolution. It's like, no fuck boys. Don't fucking tell me what to do. Um, run a 10K. Finish Moby Dick. I never do all of them. But I, I, I do... I have effectively kept up resolutions. You did I a feel. 10K. That's a yeah. good one. I did a 10K. You did day. something K. I did, a, I did a... Uh, I did a lot of K this year. Uh, you did. You did not a lot. No, ketamine. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's I'm not so kidding. True. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but He's it's not on K right, right now. K K Y. But my 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 resolution from my resolution for 2016 that I did keep was. Um, cleansing my social media from fuckboys. So like unfollowing unfollowing content that is not yeah, giving me nutritional value. Oh, social media fuckboys. Yeah, social media. Not actual me- fuckboys. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, people that I follow. Um, no, I fuck people on social media all the time. Uh, <laughs> terrible people. Um, oh my God. But, and then yes. I, I, another resolution that I have successfully kept is just to wear more black. Like, I resolved that in 2014, and now <laughs> I'm I don't not wear sure any other color. possible, but... I, I, I do resolve to wear more black almost Both every year. Both of you. But Dennis and Fran, Fran, though. Dennis and Fran. I know. Fran. Okay, I'm, Dennis is, like, wearing wearing like a dark gray right now so like it's i don't know with hear. black under it and black pants and black boots i, I have resolved um dennis actually to wear some to wear less black as well okay so i have two main resolutions for 2018 number one and this one is very serious i resolved to finish my novel in mm. 2018 yes mama yes. like that's it a bit it needs to happen for Gotta a bitch there is a lot of momentum and a bitch needs to finish her book so she can get it out in the world so that's number one and number two, in my experience, my fuckest of fuckboys all have one syllable first names. So oh. I resolve to stop <laughs> fucking with, talking to, listening to, sucking the dick of, of. boys with names like Jake, Nick, Joe. Sorry, ah. Joe. <laughs> Most critically to my personal history, Drews. Oh my god. If your name is Drew, I am not here for you. My mouth is not here for you. My heart is not here for you. And most importantly, my pussy is not here for you. Seth. Sorry. Mike. If your um, name is Drew, you might be good, but I ain't fuck with you. I ain't oh. fuck with you. You know, you know Done. the 18 million Drews are about to slide into your DMs and, and they're like, to be hey, the one, trying to be the other one. Just what the, to the fuck the ever? One more, one more, one more. The year's almost can over. Can they handle me? Can ha- they even handle me, though? Hashtag, we wait, all know I'm a lot. Hashtag not all Drews. Hashtag not all Drews. <laughs> I also, I, I want to say that um, my resolution for 2016 was no fuckboys, and I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty sure that I fucked a horrible person either just before midnight or <laughs> just after midnight in the bathroom so, of a penthouse apartment that was overlooking the ball drop. That is yes. very you. Is Fran, did you just, Fran, did you just become daddy? <laughs> Do you know who invited You might have just became daddy. I honestly, I, but I, daddy. I, I'm pretty sure that it was before midnight, but all my friends say it was after. I'm not entirely sure. Oh shit. Wow. Well, the stash says. Oh, shit. But we won't we won't know. Anyways, my actual no. tw- my actual um uh 
20 what what's the next year 2018, 2018. <laughs> shit um, okay girl that sucks uh, my favorite <laughs> bitch you need to sober up so uh, <laughs> it's fine 2018 goal is to not put pressure on myself for uh to to be romantically involved with people wow because i mm. feel like that i'm i'm at an age where all of my friends around me are one. everyone in this room just rolled their eyes <laughs> um every, all my friends are pairing up and coupling off and dating serially and i feel all i feel like a not a normal person because i don't go on dates and i'm relieving myself of that pressure this year to focus and be to be laser focused on the things that are good for me and my career right and it's like i think 2018 do what's good for you Mm -hmm. 2018 do what's good do what's good for for you you. meanwhile like last year we were like do what's good for you and then like 2017 beat the shit Shit out of (laughs) worst year of all time literally worst year oh hi you've had a bad year your ass explodes (laughs) Alex you can cut that out (laughs) we're not cutting it out Um, meanwhile I can't I still can't eat nachos yeah thank you for that you fucked me up on nachos yeah you really did Joe nachos are motherfucking good we all we all all get the joke. The joke. It's not about the joke. Hi, everyone on the show. Joe compared his exploding asshole to nachos. Now nobody can put put matcha nachos in their motherfucking frog without spitting that shit out because of Joe. Thank Hashtag you. food for thought retreat. You're welcome. Take so one. Rude. So rude. Um, another resolution Bad. that I had for the next year was to not write to do lists on paper anymore because writing Boy, shit on bye. paper is totally useless killing trees it's garbage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. it's disorganized that it just doesn't kill. doesn't streamline my shit Friend, if the, if the, if the, if the, i lose shit say. i crumple shit up it gets wet it gets like stuck and lost in if coat pockets some it, of us are visual and we yeah. need to have that shit written out if, and spread out in front of us so true if the class or you like could a optimize desk. it in your google calendar and if, have it synchronized across all of your different if the cloud ever devices. goes down Fran will just like, Fran will come back. The cloud will never go down. The Fran will explode. I'm Fran done with your tinfoil hat theories, the Joe. Only, only slightly down. less dramatically than Joe's asshole in 2017. <laughs> Fran will redefine the word nacho for us once again. All right, we're drunk, everyone. It's yeah, time it's to go. Time. It's Drum. time. This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and our partnership with Into, a new online magazine for queer news and culture. Check it out at intomore.com. Our engineer is Alex Mead Fox at Spaceman Sound Studios, and our producer is the young audio god, Alexandra De Palma. (laughs) Yes! Yes! I'm Tommy Pico. You can't find me online, but you can find me in a bookstore. Fuck yeah, you! <laughs> I'm Fran. You can follow me at Fran Squish Co. on all relevant social media. I'm Joseph Osmondson. I have a book out, y'all. If you live in LA, San Francisco, or New York, check out my book tour. You can find all the information at www.josephosmondson.com. And I am Dennis Norris the second, and you can find me on Twitter at the Earl Denden, T-H-E-E-A-R-L-D-E-N-D-E-N. You can listen to Food for Thought on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your audio shows. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or have bad sex for seven years. (laughs) (laughs) Done. That's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at 
at Food for Thought Pod and on Instagram as at Gay Sluts Who Read or Gay Sluts Whore Ad. However, your magic eye reads that one. Sign up for our newsletter for episode <laughs> insights, reading lists, and extra delectable content oh at foodforthoughtpodcast.com and finally email your questions, thoughts, concerns, and, and dick pics I guess <laughs> to thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com as always that's food the number four and thoughts spelled G-H-O-T thanks for listening thank you Zaddy ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.